0: Hi friends, and welcome back to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia.
1: And I'm Brian.
0: And we just want to say a great big welcome to all of our new listeners. And also, welcome back to everyone that is returning. We are so happy to have each one of you along on this journey with us. And it really just means so much to us. Brian, we are literally... Over 25,000 downloads (laughs) in our first year. And I literally cannot believe that people are tuning in to this podcast and really listening to the topics that we're bringing. So how do you think that this has affected you, just doing these each week and just knowing that people are listening to what we're bringing to the table?
1: Well, as I've said before, we want to encourage people. More than anything Yes like, Whatever comes out of this We just We want encouragement You know That's the only reason We're doing it Is to just help others out That's going through Similar situations Or need healing You know In similar situations um, To be able to encourage them That they can get through Whatever they're going through And there is a light At the end of the tunnel You know There's there's hope More than anything And that's Our main purpose for this
0: I think so too I think that one of our main motivators was definitely because we heard from God (laughs) to do this, but also because we really needed this. We needed this resource when we were going through really, really hard times. And we want to be that for you. And just like we were saying, we hope that this podcast is a light at the end of the tunnel for someone out there. And that's really our motivation and drive to do this every week. So just thank you guys so much for showing up. And like I say in each podcast, if you haven't checked it out yet, head over to our website, makingbeautywiththeashes.com. Lots of fun stuff there. You can find out about my book, Making Beauty with the Ashes, How God Saved My Marriage, and just some other fun things about us. So... Going into today's episode, kind of piggybacking off of the previous episode that we did with um, a licensed counselor, Heidi Mortensen, but I really loved the conversation that I had with her and I kind of wanted to continue it a little bit further um, with you, Brian. So one thing that we talked about is when people get stuck in their process and What I mean by that is, okay, so we've all gone through some hard things, right, Bryn? Absolutely. (laughs) We've all gone through some super hard things in life, and we've been wounded, rejected, whatever the situation is, but we don't stop there. I think a lot of times we were tempted to stop right there, right where the wounding occurred and really not move any further past that. But that's not what God has for you. Of course, he never intends for you to be hurt or to be wounded or to be rejected or whatever, whatever the the thing was. That was never his intent for you. But he does want you to be made whole. And so I feel like a lot of times people will kind of start that process like, okay, this happened. This wasn't okay. And now I'm left wounded you know, all of these things. And I don't know what to do with this. You know, you've got all of these emotions going on. You've got this deep hurt and you're like, now I don't know what to do. (laughs) What do I do now? And sometimes that can cause you to just kind of sit right there. And so I wanted to just kind of start off with asking you, Brian, why do you think people stop in the middle of their healing journey or like getting healed from something that hurt them? Why do you think people stop in that process?
1: I think it'd be multiple different things and yeah. reasons. Um, I mean, it's just, it, it depends on how you're wired really. Yeah. You know, some people like might, like how you're raised. Right. Or raised and wired. Right. But, um, you know, like you said, if you're raised and, with the spiritual side, you might, um, you might be more apt to forgive and to try to work through conflicts on both sides if there's others involved just so it don't affect your spiritual walk with God. Or you could be raised that way. Like for me, I don't like confrontation.
0: Right.
1: And like a lot of times when you have confrontation, To get it resolved, you have to confront it again.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's almost like you're having to do something that you don't want to do.
0: Right.
1: And, I mean, you see that with me, even with business and stuff, you know, having to confront customers over this or that. And it's like you even said the other day, sometimes I get to the point where I shut down at a certain point because I just don't want to go there with it. Right. But then it gets into –
0: Denial, almost
1: denial, or procrastination, or just pushing it aside, and and even me still today, I tend to do that. And even me still today, I know that that don't resolve things, and eventually they're going to be dealt with. And that's something I struggle with currently. Yeah. So it just really depends on how how you're raised and how you're wired, but yeah, it can be, you know, and. Sometimes we make excuses that the situation isn't as bad as it is. So we're going to let it go. Or we're just going to forget about it. I mean, you've heard people be like, All right, I'm just going to let forget about it. Right. But.
0: When they talk about 10 years later, they're still so right. gritting their teeth. <laughs>
1: right. 10 years later when they're speaking about it, obviously they just didn't forget didn't about it. They let it go, right. So, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's it, that's a tough one. I mean, that's where you almost need to have a therapist or somebody step in and, help you with the steps and guidelines to, to overcome and get through that situation.
0: Well, I think all of those things that you said were right. I think that, and I, I really, really love how you even brought to the table, like something that you're still currently dealing with as far as like wanting to either procrastinate or just like wanting kind of going into that denial mode. But even saying like doing those things, you fully realize they don't work and that you're going to eventually have to come back around to it. And I think even hearing that a lot of people could relate with what you're saying because I think a lot of people tend to do that. Instead of facing things head on and like, let's just grab the bull by the horns and let's do this right now. They're like, let's grab the bull by the horns tomorrow.
1: Hmm. Yeah, (laughs) I'm actually, um, funny you said that. I'm actually been procrastinating on grabbing one of our bulls. I have to, I've been saying I need to get him in and get some work done on him and, but that's, I mean, it's just, you know, that is literally a real thing for right. me, you know, having cattle. There's one bull that I have to get in, get him in a squeeze chute and it's going to be dirty, you know, just with a lot of situations in life. This situation is going to be dirty. It's going to be dangerous. Right. You know, I could get hurt or injured. Right. And I think, you know, with even situations we've gone through in life, people are afraid to confront them because they're afraid of getting hurt again right. or getting wounded or they know it's going to be messy. Mm-hmm. So they put it off. Like I've been for the last week saying I got to get this bull in the barn and get him taken care of. So, um, yeah. Funny you said grab the bull by the horns. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. I I just, I love everything that you were saying because i think that's just so 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 true true and i didn't know you're putting that off so there you go
1: <laughs> i have been so said nothing to
0: you're you sure. <laughs> so when i was just kind of thinking about that question that i asked you why do people stop in the middle of their healing journey i was trying to think of like why do i think they would or why have i done that in the past or why am i still you know in certain situations doing that and i thought You know, for me, it's super simple because it hurts. (laughs) It's uncomfortable. You begin to feel all of those same feelings again. And, you know, the same feelings, the ones we're talking about, the ones you've been trying to stuff down to hide or even to ignore. And so I think that that's kind of why people pause or stop. Now, pushing pause is not a bad thing. If you push play again. Right. Not if you just stop right there and just abandon. That's, that's kind of where we're talking about because I think in the healing process, there's always going to be a time where you're like, we've got to pause right there because I have to regroup. I have to, you know, especially when you're doing like inner healing with a inner healing, um, person, You literally have to be, you know, there might be times where it's kind of going a little bit too deep and you need to press pause. And that is okay. That is totally okay because that person definitely should be going at your pace and what you can handle um, at that point. But one thing I was talking to Heidi about was that for me, I didn't want to go back into some of those hurtful places because talking about it sometimes would take me back there and it would hurt more than it seemed to at the time. And so I think for me, that was one of the reasons that I would push pause or even sometimes abort the whole process was because it just really, really hurt. It was uncomfortable. I was having to unearth some feelings, some emotions that I just literally buried thinking I'll never have to deal with this, (laughs) only to go into counseling or inner healing to find out, no, 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 we're going to have to deal with that because healing requires that you look at it. And that's hard, especially when it's something you're like, I don't ever want to deal with that again. I'm going to stuff this thing down so far. Nobody will ever find it. I won't even find it. But what we don't realize when we do that is that we're actually still functioning out of that wound, whether we realize it or not. So the stuffing, the hiding, the covering up really is only delaying Mm -hmm. the process. You know what I mean? Right. So you can't heal something that you don't acknowledge. You just can't. You know, like... Let's take into, for example, like alcoholics. They they say you have to acknowledge that you have a problem with alcohol to ever begin the process of recovery. So if you're sitting there, you know, in the alcoholics um, classes, I can't think of what they're called, AA, AA, and you're like, I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> well, you're not acknowledging the problem. You're not acknowledging the root, which to be honest alcohol is not the root alcohol is kind of the symptom of a root but we'll we'll move on but not acknowledging that there's a problem there is never going to lead you to even want to find freedom because you don't have a problem right right <laughs> so as we've mentioned in a couple other podcasts this year we really want to help you guys go after healing because healing is a journey It's not a sprint. Like, have you ever, I've never seen somebody just like, you know, start a healing journey and then like two days later, they're like, every baggage that I had is just, everything's taken care of. You know, 55 years of trauma is all gone in two days. I've never really seen that happen. I'm sure it has, but more so than not, that does not happen. So I was thinking, Brian, so thinking back in your own life. Right. What have been some things that has caused you to pause like in a healing process? Say somebody hurt you or and it doesn't even have to be someone. It could just be like you were fired unjustly right. from a job or you know or or somebody was chosen over you for a promotion at work. There's other things that can hurt you and wound you indirectly, but those can still hurt and people can still take them personal. So in your process, because we've all been hurt, we've all sustained wounds from other people, but we still have to get healed from those. What happened isn't our fault, but like we've said, you do, you are responsible for getting healed. So what would you say have been some things have caused you to pause or not want to move forward in like a situation where you know you needed to get some healing, but you just kept pushing pause. You're like, you didn't want to go there. What would you say to that?
1: Well, it might kind of sound strange, but I don't know how to word this. Maybe sometimes when I think about being hurt and trying to heal from it, it's almost like you'd rather not go through that and get to the end where the healing's at because you're afraid it's going to happen again. And it's almost like so if you're, you're afraid
0: of disappointment almost. Mm-hmm.
1: It's almost like you're already hurt and you get hurt again. in your mind you think it won't hurt as bad the second time if you're not healed from the previous hurt.
0: Mm, interesting. That so makes sense though. It's
1: almost like, you know, it's, like, it's almost like you're hurt and you're going to stay hurt because if you're already hurting, right? The pain's not going to be as bad the second time. Plus it's gonna be more of a letdown if you're healed from it and then you get hurt again. Mm. And that's probably where therapists would be good as well Explaining, <laughs> Yeah, sense. just I mean, just think about it. it does. It's like, that
0: makes sense though.
1: You know, it's like if you're in pain, if you're in pain and you're laying in a hospital and you go in and you're in no pain at all, and then you start experiencing pain. If you deal with that pain and you learn how to cope with it. When the pain increases, you don't notice this as bad. But if they was to give you, say, morphine or something that dulled the pain, and then you came off of it and, and the pain happened again, but twice as intense the first time, you're going to notice it as bad. And I think that's where some people, that's where they, they fall into that trap of, I don't want to be healed because
0: right. I the be pain a-
1: won't be as bad the next time. Because they're afraid of being healed completely from it and not feeling the effects of the first time. And then it happened again. And they're having to experience that abrupt, severe pain again instead of trying to be used to it.
0: So, like, essentially what you're saying is just kind of waiting for the next blow. Right. And so instead of getting healed from the first one, you're like, I'm just going to stay at this state of not being healed so that... When the next one comes, I'm already not healed, so it's not going to hurt as bad as it did. Right. Right? So I think when I, when you're talking, I was trying to think about that in the medical world. So say you sustain like a broken leg. Right. And you're like, I don't really want this leg to heal because if if I break it again, do you see where I'm going with this? It
1: won't hurt as bad.
0: <laughs> but- But the thing is, is you're not going to be able to walk unless you get that leg taken care of. Right. And so even if by chance you do in the future break that leg again, at least you are able to walk in between those two broken legs. So instead of, you know, but like you're saying, we do this. We do this subconsciously, not realizing that that doesn't really make sense to do that.
1: Right.
0: Like if we talk about our physical bodies, we're like, "Oh no, I would never do that. I would never tell the doctor to keep my leg broken just in case it I break it again." But we do that with our hearts. You know, we do that with our emotions because we think, "Well, they're just going to break it again, so I'm going to stay in this state of broken heart, which is only going to lead to infection." Right. You know what I mean? Yes. But but like you do try that. to
1: self-preserve in a way that's destructive to yourself.
0: Yeah. It's like in our mind, which you're saying totally makes sense. And we do this all the time to ourselves. We think, I'm going to save myself heartache down the road because I, I know another heartache is going to come. Right. But really what we're doing is we're just getting super infected. So when that next one comes, it could literally take you out because right. you're so sick, heart sick. You're so infected at that point. You don't really have anything left to live for. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That thing is really good. Cause I think a lot of people can relate to that, that they've done that before in their lives. You know, they're like, so I was tra- just trying to think about for me, what are some things that have caused me to pause during the healing process would be excuses. I would just make excuses. I would think, Oh, I'm already healed from that. I don't really need to go back into that. Only to know, like, I'm still getting mad about it mm-hmm. <laughs> months later. Right. Or that's kind of like a sign, you guys, is that you're not healed. <laughs> so, um, another thing I would think is I didn't want to go back in and open it up.
1: Right.
0: Because it hurts. You know, like, yeah. we're talking about if you have a wound and the, the skin has healed over. Right. But it's infected underneath. But the doctor has to literally lance that thing open. Yeah. So you're looking at it and you're going, Oh, it's healed. I don't need that. But it's festering and it's red, so it has to be opened up. Right. But and which hurts. Right. Which hurts. And then also I think some things that I would keep me paused is that I would just ignore those red flags. Mm-hmm. You know, like those red flags that come up that let you know you're not healed. Right. And I would just ignore those. So, and which I think is probably normal. I think probably a lot of people do that. But when you don't allow yourself to go through the healing process, you'll see everything through your pain. You will see everything through that situation that happened to you. So I just want to ask you, um, Brian, if, if I gave you a pair of sunglasses and they had blue lenses, right? what would happen when you put those on?
1: I wouldn't wear them anyways.
0: <laughs> you would revolt? You'd say, no. So, okay, well, let's say you mm-hmm. did put them on. Right. <laughs> so when you put on these blue, the lenses are blue.
1: Right.
0: What would happen when you put them on?
1: Probably everything would be blue. Wow. <laughs>
0: everything would be blue. So why is that? Why would everything be blue?
1: Because it's what you're seeing through the lens you're looking through.
0: Exactly. So if you're looking, okay, so you've got these blue lenses on and you're looking up at the sun. What color is the sun?
1: White. (laughs) The sky would be blue, but I guess the sun (laughs) would have some tint of blue to it.
0: Right. And you're, you're just looking around and everything has... A blue tint to it. Okay, so I'm I'm like okay, give me your blue glasses. So give give me your blue glasses back.
1: Are these blue blockers? (laughs) Okay,
0: (laughs) okay. So now I'm giving you a pair of glasses with red lenses. Right. So now what? What happens? Everything was red. Why is that?
1: Because you're looking through the red lens.
0: Wow, this is so groundbreaking. So. Okay, so if I just take, say, the blue lenses off, but I replace them with red lenses, I'm still seeing things through a lens that's not accurate. I could look at the sun and it'd be red. Well, it's not. that's not typically what it is. Or I'm looking at the grass and it's a red tint. Well, that's not true. So you can't just replace the lens that you're looking through with the different one you have to address the root which is the lens and i was trying to think of like people who addiction hop it's like they trade one they get free from one but then they pick up another one have you seen those type of people who like they're addicted to i don't know say exercise <laughs> i don't know who would be addicted to exercise but you see somebody who might be addicted to exercise, like overly addicted, and then something changes and they can't do that any longer, but then there's a new addiction that's picked up. What do you think is going on when you see those type of things happening?
1: Well, there's obviously something underlying right. that's causing them to be you know, compulsive in one area of their life. Um, Cause yeah, we I have seen people like that. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen people. I mean, it's I've seen people go from exercise to vehicles to sports to you know, it's like it's a season of their life where they get so caught up in one area they can't focus on anything else and they're consumed by that and there's no balance at all.
0: Right. Yeah, I know. I was thinking like, just like we were talking about the different color lenses, you take off the blue ones only to put on the red ones, which means you're still, you're still seeing a distorted reality because not everything is red and not everything is blue. But when you're putting on the glasses of trauma or you're putting on the glasses of scars, you're seeing through that lens and everything that you see is tainted with that thing whether it's trauma or whatever it is, whatever it is. It could be childhood abuse. It could be rejection. You know, those red glasses could be rejection. They could be anger. You're looking at everything with that color. So you can't replace one for another because you're not getting to the root issue, which is driving the trauma, which is driving the addiction, which is driving the, Jealousy, whatever it is. So I'm just going to say, just ask you guys a question. when I'm listening. Are you tired of constantly battling the symptom, but never actually taking an axe to the root? Because I mean, like Brian, we have fields, cattle. You know, we have mm-hmm. lots of fields, right. and there's these pesky what are they called? Those weeds.
1: Oh, all kinds of weeds. Yeah, yeah. all different kinds of weeds <laughs> pop up in the summertime, mostly thistle.
0: Right, and so it has to be dealt with, right? Mm-hmm. You can't just ignore it, or right. what happens if you just do?
1: Well, you can cut it down, but right. it'll grow back. You can spray it and kill it, but it'll still grow back. Right. And, they, and I mean, I normally don't do it. I usually just spray them before they... But the thing is about those, there's one plant, but there's so many thousand seeds on it. And if you allow it to mature and the seeds get on the plant, they blow off or get knocked off. And then you're just basically repeating the whole process over again. You know, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's going to spread through your fields. So if you mow it, you got to mow it before it seeds out on the top so we spray them before that Mm -hmm. but still the next year if you mark it's going to come back in the same spot because the root wasn't taken out Mm. and if you read about it best way is to dig the root up with the plant and they even say to burn them wow so they're completely destroyed so yeah so yeah it's just uh it's but uh, i'm
0: sure like uprooting it and digging it out, that's probably a harder process, isn't it, than just spraying it? That's spray why we it. don't
1: do it. <laughs> that's why we spray it. But yeah, to get rid of it, you have to get to the root and then you have to destroy it by burning it.
0: So since you don't do that, and I'm sure a lot of farmers are like with you in that, but since, you, since that's not what's done, you have to repeat this every year.
1: Yeah. Every year we, yeah, and you don't see it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, fall comes, they're gone. They've been sprayed and they're dead. Winter, you don't see it. February, March, April, you don't see it. And then all of a sudden in May, there they are out in the field again. Right. But it's because the root's still there.
0: The root's still there. Right. That's so good. But I understand because there's like millions.
1: (laughs) No, not millions.
0: No, not, not that many? No.
1: No, I mean, in our fields, there's usually only, there might be 30 or 40 plants. Oh, wow. I mean, okay. it's, it's over probably.
0: I was really overshooting. It's
1: probably over a hundred acres or so, <laughs> but still one is bad enough. Cause like I said,
0: you have seeds. if we
1: allowed them to grow to maturity, right, then the seeds would spread and there'd be more.
0: Oh, wow. And then you have a bigger issue on your hands right. if you let that happen. So I know just kind of what you're talking about is when you don't deal with that Like if you did not deal with those weeds, um, they would grow to maturity and they would spread kind of like a cancer would. Right. And so getting to the root really is the only 100% fix for it not coming back again. Right. And so I think that so many of you listening have been waiting to live again, but your life's really been waiting on you. We heard this today, that statement, Uh you're waiting to live again, but your life is waiting on you, which means you're going to have to move. You're going to have to make a forward motion. I mean, you guys, healing hurts. I'm not going to lie about that. It just does. You know, we were watching um, a show the other night about healing process and this minister was saying his wife I I don't know what the health condition was but she had this like health um, emergency that she needed to have surgery for well she was in excruciating pain and so she went and had this surgery and he was expecting when he went to see her after the surgery she was going to feel great but she was still in excruciating pain But this time, the pain had purpose to it. This time, the pain was from the scar. This time, the pain came from getting the root cause out. You know, the infected organ. Whatever the issue was, taking it out. But in the process of taking it out, it hurt. You know, she has a scar now. She's going to have to heal from that now. And she's, you know, you definitely want to make sure you follow (laughs) Follow the doctor's orders when you're healing because if you don't, it can get infected. So you have to watch for that. But like we were saying, healing does hurt. But but healing pain takes you somewhere. Healing from pain, you're going somewhere. You're not standing still. You're not just sitting in the middle of it. And I understand completely pushing pause there's been many times where you know i was in the middle of you know whatever was going on with us at that time and i it was too much i couldn't and i would have to push pause but i didn't stop i didn't stop (laughs) i would maybe take off a week or two get back into therapy again get back into healing again whatever and keep moving forward you're going somewhere I mean. You guys, you owe it to yourself, you know, in your situation. You owe it to yourself, even if your situation doesn't change. Let's say, even if your situation is really, really bad right now, and maybe you don't see a light at the end of the tunnel, you can change yourself. You can always better yourself in those situations. I mean, you will always have yourself. Even if the worst, the thing that you're dreading actually does happen, you'll always have yourself and having a better version of yourself and getting healing and wholeness. Keep moving forward. I mean, let yourself live again. It won't just fall into your lap. So Brian, I have one last question. I really wanted to ask you this because I think that this is super important for people. I know that in our process, you were on the other side. And I was, and sometimes still am. You know, I'll have triggers or the trauma will come out, and you're having to kind of deal with what comes out, or you'll have to try to help me in the best way that you can or that you know how. Say somebody's listening and they're just, their partner is the one who is going through healing. So it's not just hard on the person that's on the healing journey. It's hard on the spouse too, that's watching them. So what would you say to somebody? How could you encourage somebody who's maybe their spouse is in the middle, or maybe they're at the beginning of healing from something that hurt them. And it's a little hard on the receiving end sometimes. What encouragement could you give to somebody who's maybe on the other side watching their spouse how can they support their spouse during it like what 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 would you suggest how could you help them
1: so you're talking about the spouse that hurt the other spouse
0: no say the spouse maybe they did maybe they didn't right but they're they're right there they have to watch their spouse right go through this healing process you know the ups and downs that come yeah. with it how can they support them In that process, because sometimes, I mean, Brian, you and I both know sometimes when I'm healing from something, I can be really mean and bitter because like the thing that I'm healing from is very raw. And if you get too close to it or you touch it, I'm going to, you know, lash out at you, even though maybe you didn't do it. So how -hmm. could someone help or even be present for that person during those times?
1: Well, I think it's just trying to to understand and, yeah. you know, if, if your spouse is hurt by somebody other than yourself, it's probably a little easier. Um, and even at that, sometimes you might look back and or, or look at them and think, you know, they should already be over this or they should be further along or I can't believe it's affecting them like this. And that's, you know, that's just being there and understanding what they're going through and being there for them. Sometimes being there for them is just like not saying anything, but just sitting beside them and holding their hand or, or laying with them and holding them or just spending time. You know, if it's going on a date or going for a walk or just sitting and talking. Now, if you cause the issues that they're healing from, that's even, that's even tougher. You know, sometimes you have to, you have to get to a place where you, because then it's very raw. You know, you, I mean, you know, hundred percent what was done and what caused their pain and what they're going through. And you have to take all those things that I just said and even add more to it. And sometimes it's, you know, with me and you, you know, I caused your pain. So just being there for you and, talking to you and sometimes not saying nothing just sitting there holding your hand while you're going through it and then there's times where you know frustration does set in you know and you're like is this ever going to end because you know sometimes like if you are getting lashed out at but um i know one thing that's worked for me is i would never want anybody to hurt my daughter
0: right
1: you know even if she's married you know it's just you don't want to think about that so sometimes I have to look at Alicia, even though I know I caused her pain Is she's my daughter and that shifts, it does, it shifts things inside of me to have more compassion right? and think, you know, she was a little girl, she, you know, once and she was somebody's little girl and somebody's daughter. And that puts me in a state of mind of like, you know, I have to help her heal and I have to, even though I was the one that caused this pain, I have to be there and try to be close to her and help her get through this and help her heal through this process.
0: Yeah, I think that's so good. Because what I hear you saying is that be present, don't like pull back and let them heal alone.
1: Yeah, definitely don't desert them.
0: Yeah, I think it's so good. And I think that's so valuable for people like if they're they're sitting there like my spouse has been on this healing journey forever. I don't know what to do. And you're just saying, be present, see them the way that Jesus does. Like Jesus wants them healed and whole too. So just look at them through that lens, the lens of love. So you guys, this has been so good. And I just want to, you know, end with this statement that I made earlier. And so many of you have not been living and it's time to let yourself live again. You've been waiting To live, but your life has been waiting on you. So if this is you, allow yourself this year to live again. To go after healing and wholeness. And just decide this year it's going to be different. And the difference is, it's going to be me. We just want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please like, share, rate, review. Check out our website, makingbeautywiththeashes.com. And until next time, we we bless you.